Welcome back to 512 FM. It's your host, Clarissa, owner of 512 Studio, just for all of you newbies out here. And before we go on, remember you can subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you give it a five-star rating and let people know how much this podcast is going to change your life for the better. So (laughs) with all of that said, I do appreciate everyone's support from the first episode and all of the great feedback that I've gotten back so far about starting and you'll be able to find all of my information and any information about today's podcast in the description area so if you have any questions just look there and contact me anywhere that has 512 studio um where you can find me you can we can connect so let's get started remember when your parents said don't talk to strangers because they could be murderers it's true and you definitely should be careful when you're talking to strangers but i always wondered how they'd feel about me meeting strangers off the internet not by a sketchy way of aol chat rooms or myspace yes i kicked it back there um but by ways of twitter and facebook and instagram where you can instantly connect with people and heaven forbid it's not a catfish they're real people of sane minds and new friends, right? In fact, I have five friends at least, sorry if I left you out, that I met on Twitter. And we'll talk more about that in today's episode. And they're some of my closest friends. We talk about what interests got us to being friends, but then we talk about life stuff too. So it's been great to know that the internet's been able to connect me with some amazing people. And then there are people that I haven't met yet that I connect with and talk to on a daily basis. And we text each other. We are in group chats together. It's kind of fun and interesting. And I'm just trying to be careful (laughs) all at the same time. But that's what social media is great about. You know, it's great about connecting people and forget the trolls, forget everything else. There's so much beauty in being able to become friends with someone that you would never cross paths with if it wasn't for social media. And today's first guest is someone I haven't met in person, but again, someone that I follow on every channel imaginable except for Snapchat, but that's because I don't own a Snapchat, not because she's done anything wrong. Her name is Christina. She is the owner of Social Butterfly Gal, who, which is a social media strategist uh, and brand strategy agency she's a one person agency and she provides so many great social marketing social media marketing services to other businesses in san antonio texas which is about five hours away from me and when i tell you she knows her stuff she knows her stuff so it's going to be a great show we're going to get some insight about instagram and what to do with those changes We're going to get some insight about Facebook, about video, IGTV, and if that's even relevant versus, you know, going on YouTube. And she's also cool because she's a fan of Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and definitely an NSYNC fan. And in my book, being an NSYNC fan is 100% the way to get to my heart. (laughs) So without further ado, I am excited to have Christina on the show and let's get ready. Hi. Hold on. Why are you muted? I don't want you mute. Okay. Hello. 
Hello, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> yeah, happy new year and everything. Happy new year to you too. How's it going? Good, going crazy busy, but it's like the start of a new year and I love it. Yes, I know. It's one of those things that like everything's crazy, but it's a good kind of crazy like yeah like it feels so good because I I don't know about you but I took a, a week off and yeah. it was nice but yeah. then I was like I'm ready to get back to work oh no I took a week off because I had to because yeah. I got sick like Christmas day I got sick oh and that's the worst I know luckily like I didn't really feel it until the end of Christmas day mm -hmm. so like I got to enjoy it yeah. But it's like from Christmas Day to like I'm still I'm I'm kind of stuffy, but it's not like bad terrible. Like yeah. I was like out for the count and I'm like, I don't wanna be on the couch. I have things to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. At least like it didn't I got two years and I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. Um, but twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen I got sick right like at the right at the start of the new year yeah so in 2017 i was out for the whole month of january because i got like super sick yeah. and then in, last year in january i got sick on the final day of my honeymoon because we were in jamaica which was 89 degrees and then we yeah. came back to texas and it was like 20 something oh yeah so i got like super sick but that one only lasted like a week so this year i was like i'm watching you sickness like yeah <laughs> yeah I'm like in the mountain theater has been super bad here. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I don't know if it's sickness or if it's allergies, but I yeah. like at least you're not like, at least it's the start of the new year and you're recovering from it. I, I'm trying to look at things as like, oh, it's symbolism, right? Yeah. Like I'm like the end of the year is for me to calm down because I've yeah. been trying to go, go, go. But the beginning yeah. of the year is supposed to be when everything just goes. Dude, seriously. So, seriously. I'm like, that's the best way to look at it because mm -hmm. if not, I can just, I'll just be sulking that I'm sick and uh, no one wants yeah. to deal with that. So. Well, I'm so happy we're doing this finally. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, it's one of those things where like life happens and yeah. FYI, like uh, pest control is supposed to come today. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to sign out of my door. That's awesome. I was like recording, please just come in and knock. So there's going to be like probably this guy that comes in and like this men in black ghostbusters looking gear just like oh my god I love spring. it <laughs> oh I love it that's so funny if they knock on the door though, I'm gonna be so pissed I'm like there's a sign <laughs> right there don't knock on the door it says recording just come in which also I realized sets myself up for like like um daytime murder <laughs> Dude, for real. Oh my God. Like, no problem. I'll just walk into your house and then it's like a whole. Oh my a, God. It's a whole thing on Dateline. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I swear. <laughs> my mom would be like, Can you not say those things? I'm like, But I mean, it happens. <laughs> for real. It does. It does. It does. That's why I watch it so I can be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're aware. I'm aware. Yeah, and I'm I like, okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, if I'm ever at Lake Erie, I know where not to go because yeah. there was this story that happened in the 70s. That's <laughs> That's so oh my true. god. My true crime obsession has gone from like, like 
curiosity to like, oh, I'm bored and there's nothing else on. I'll just watch this stuff. To now that I know that there's like a whole like murderino type of thing. Now that I now that I know like there's a group of people like that are like, heck yeah, true crime. I'm obsessed. I'm like, well, this is awesome. I found my tribe. (laughs) Oh my god, I love that. I like to study about serial killers and not for the fact that people are killing. Like I I can go on and like cults are is another thing that I love because I'm hard headed and I'm like I'm not joining this cult. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, first oh, of all, you have long hair and you're wearing aviator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are two signs. <laughs> and now all of a sudden your name is David or it's like you Emmanuel. are so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Screams cult to me. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I can literally go on and on. <laughs> All right. Well, I did your intro. Um, it'll be a surprise <laughs> when when you hear oh, yeah. it, but I definitely like I don't I don't really remember how we started to like talk. I think it was a Twitter chat. Remember those back in the day? <laughs> yeah, those were the rage. I wanna say it was 20... 16 2015 it's gotta be because Callie was did I meet you in creative coffee hour in Callie's chat maybe I think and like Twitter chats just for anyone that like is listening post or yeah post exposing Jack is kind of a terrible person um phase when we didn't really know (laughs) like Twitter chats were like the thing (laughs) They were, they were all, they were all the rage because I feel like this was pre, like when Instagram, way before Instagram went like crazy, right? So I feel like Twitter chats were, Twitter was like the main platform for people to build community. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting really excited because for one night a week, every hour, I would meet people who lived in different places and meet one connection which was branding social media mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurship and it felt so good yeah like it just felt so good to like yeah. meet people yeah and i was saying like kind of at the beginning like i know that parents listen true crime will always tie into this no your parents will always say like you know don't meet don't don't talk to strangers and then it was like don't talk to strangers on the internet and stranger danger which legitimately I mean I watch catfish so I understand <laughs> well, you know, it, and I think about that all the time because I'm so open and I I'm so like you'll see me everywhere posting like what I'm doing and then yeah. I think about that too like we're taught not to do that yeah. but yet it feels like you should do that because especially when you're in a business that is online mm-hmm. how, how else are you gonna meet people you yeah. know like how else are you gonna get to like collaborate and partner with others so I feel like it's just like this thing where it's like, no, I have to be online. I have to be out there. And mm-hmm. I think Twitter chats were the first step that mm-hmm. I took to meet people that were in the same industry, in the same, um, like doing what I'm doing at the same age and that did not live in my city. It so happened that you're from Texas and so yeah. am I. And it's it, it, like, it worked out. It's so cool. I love yeah. it. 
And I was, like, I was also saying, like, to kind of at the beginning in the intro, like, I have, like, about four or five, like, close friends that I met, not business-wise, but, like, that I met because of common interests that could have gone completely, (laughs) could have gone completely wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. They're the people, I've been friends with them for, like, almost 10 years, which is crazy. We met on like a, a a forum of like a common interest, and then like moved to Twitter, and then yeah. we like moved to like private DMs, and then like and then we were like, okay, well let's do group chat, and so not group right. group me. So then we just chatted in a group me, and then we finally decided to like, okay, let's meet up one day. So right. we met up, and like I was with somebody I knew, like that I'd met that I from from college, and so it was kind of like, come with me if they're crazy. We just I just go, okay, I'll never talk to you. Again. Part, of, part of me wishes that Twitter. I mean, I I do see some people on my Twitter feed. I do see them continuing Twitter chats. Like yeah, I know there's some like social media today does Twitter chats, but sometimes I really wish that the ones that I was a part of in the early stage of my business, I wish they were still there because I do, I do miss that. Like, and I think it really helped me feel more confident of I'm not crazy for starting my own business. Like I really think it made me feel like, okay, there's other people out there in the online world who are at the same stage or they're going through the same things that I'm going through. And it made me feel so much better about my life. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think we started when I think we started and I want to get into like how you started for everyone who, who, for everyone listening, I feel so (laughs) protective saying that, but no, putting positive vibes out there, right? Um, For everyone listening, do you want to hear the beginning of yours? Because I, I loved what we talked about, you know, how Social Butterfly Growl like started as one thing and then like turned into your own like, yeah. I call it an empire. I'm just going to, again, I'm going to put oh, that that's out there. Oh, so sweet. I hope it's becoming an empire. Um, so, yeah. So, my journey is really interesting because originally I have a mass communication broadcasting degree. So, I wanted to be on the news. I wanted to be more so an entertainment reporter. And I went to school for for broadcasting, mm-hmm. nowhere ever did I think that I was going to start a business, um, but that's life. And the harsh reality of post-grad life is, you know, you have all this experience and then you get out in the real world and you can't find a job. Yep. And I think that was like, I went through so many interviews with different TV stations and I just, I think I was trying to be put in a box. And mm-hmm. so... I don't think that my brand, now that I know that this is a brand, I don't think it fit the mold of what traditionally I was supposed to do in life after college. Sure, yeah. And it it took some time for me to understand that the reality of where we're at in our world now is creating your own opportunities. Yeah. And so after, I think it was like maybe my sixth interview with a television station, I did not get the job. I actually found out on Facebook who got the job. Um, I didn't even receive like an email um, that I didn't get it. But I think after I saw who they hired, I was like, I cannot sit on my butt anymore. Like I cannot be dreaming and wishing and hoping. I have to take action. Mm -hmm. And so um, at the time, a lot of people in my life were telling me, have you thought about public relations? Like, have you thought about stepping outside of 
what you know in communications and going into a different form of communication. And I was just super close-minded and I said, no, no, no. And then finally after that, I said, you know what? I need to take action. Mm -hmm. So I first, the first step was I went on WordPress and I created a blog. I was like, well, um, maybe I just need to write out like what I'm doing and yeah. maybe people will become interested in what I'm doing. And then I started Social Butterfly Out as just a blog. And then I got a job in a public relations um, business. It was two girls who mm -hmm. owned a PR, PR startup. And one of the girls went to college with me at Texas State. And so she was like, oh, awesome, cool. You know, and I, I got involved in that. And I quickly loved PR. Like, I just loved it. I loved, I don't know, though, if it was events or if it was just positioning, brand positioning. I don't know what it was, but I quickly fell deeply in love. And while I was working with them, I was blogging about everything that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I started to share these blogs on my personal Facebook and my personal Twitter. And I started to get my family and their friends involved in what I was doing. And I started yeah. just like building this following. And then about like six months after I had started working with this PR firm, they decided to split. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Well, the girl that I went to college with, she was like, I am going to start my own PR business and I want you to come along as my assistant. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> like that's not a real, like, I mean, it's a job, but like I wanted to get hired full time. You know, right. I, I, I didn't want to do like part-time work anymore. And I said, you know what? I trust you. I trust where you're going. I will be your assistant. And then a couple of months after I was just doing pure admin work for her, she got, she scored some big clients and her clients needed social media. And so of course, like she had asked me, you know, would you be willing to do their social media? And I said, yes. And so she was able to pay me a little bit more than as okay. an assistant. And then I just like went straight in into learning about social media, learning about social media strategy. I was taking courses. I was getting involved online. I was learning from like these social media gurus about how to market and position. And then it's like this domino effect, right? Mm -hmm. Like once things are going great, then she told me that um, she was going to be moving from San Antonio to Austin and she wasn't able to keep her business. She was going she, she was going to end up going to get a full-time job, but she had told me, you already have this following. Have you ever thought about starting your own business? And again, I was like, no, no, I don't, that's not in my plan. But after thinking about it, I said, you know what? Like I'm already working and I have these clients. Why don't I really take that leap? and start a business so after that this was in 2015 so I said okay let's let's jump right in and I ended up you know filing my LLC and learning about what that means and <laughs> like learning about like taxes and so the social butterfly gal was created in 2015 mm -hmm. but every year it's been like pivot after pivot after pivot I started more of 
in 2015, Social Butterfly Gal was a little bit more of like an influencer type marketing thing where mm -hmm. I was being hired to promote businesses and like be the influencer. And then throughout 2015, 2016, 2017, I became more of the social media strategist, the managing part of it. Mm -hmm. And I was realizing that my, my real skill set is actually managing people's social media and what I really enjoy more of. And so now I um, have, so now present time 2019, Social Butterfly Gal is a social media management and consulting business. And I do everything from social media management, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, content creation, um, event social media management and then on the consulting side i do monthly retainers on uh consulting and strategy and also social media audit so i am really hardcore involved in social media and then i also do speaking and so i do speaking engagements and then um, i have a membership community where i host monthly workshops for women entrepreneurs who want to learn about social media at a more affordable rate. And so it's, it's so interesting to see like how the transition has been mm -hmm. and where I'm positioning for, like you said, this empire, like <laughs> what do I want to do next. And like, you know, where, where's the future of social media? What do I need to do to be a better marketer? And mm -hmm. how do I need to position my clients in the best light? And the really interesting thing is, and we've, we've seen it within, I feel like it's, we've definitely seen it within 2018 is how like, like we were saying with our Twitter chats, like Twitter chat has kind of like declined. So then how do you as a social media strategist and manager, like how do you, when you work with your clients, try to help them pivot to like the new trends, especially when, you know, it's one thing if like gap brands, right? Like with Facebook and Instagram specifically, which I, I would love to talk to you more about, is with Facebook, we're, we're realizing that like it's a lot of paid to get out there. And if you're, again, if you're a Gap Brands, if you're J. Crew, if you're these large multi-million dollar brands, okay, you can, you have a budget of $10,000. That's not a lot, you know, to you. But if you're a smaller business or if you're a solopreneur and you're paying for stuff out of your own pocket, you're working full time and that's how you're funding your business. Like being, you know, you want to count on those organic likes and that organic growth, but it's almost like organic is not a thing anymore. Yeah. And you know, so, what's so funny is a lot of my business or a lot of the things that I do for my clients are all organic. Mm -hmm. I hardly stress on ads yeah. unless we need to go in that route. Mm -hmm. So some clients have ads running in the background on their end, on their budget. But right. when you hire me, it's more of, we're going to be working with top influencers here in the city. We're going to mm -hmm. have a really strategic content, um, like content calendar to where the content that we're creating is specific for your audience, but it's also creative and authentic to your brand. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of the things that, and I was thinking about this recently because when, I don't know if you remember like a week ago, right after Christmas, Instagram had that accident where oh they changed gosh. the feed. <laughs> and in that one hour, I was thinking, how in the hell am I going to explain this to my clients? Right. Like, they don't understand it already. Yeah. <laughs> what this means for a strategy so it's really like I have to be on my toes all the time mm -hmm. reading articles 
taking part of courses. Um, I actually signed up, well, my, my husband for Christmas, he got me a Christmas gift to go to social media week in Austin, oh, which is like this three day nice. conference. Yeah. So, like, I'm always investing in my, in my business, investing yeah. in the, the latest things so that I can take to my clients and I can put the right strategies in place mm -hmm. and then looking at their analytics and seeing, okay, this is where I need to pivot. This mm -hmm. is the content that does really well. So it's all about like studying the audience because I, as much as I see like where social is going, all that paid stuff, mm -hmm. I'm still very like, you have to have the organic connection. Right. And, 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 and by the way, like when, when we mention like paid versus organic, we're not talking like buying likes, like right. no, that's lame. Nobody's buying likes. It's a waste right. of money. It's an easy way to lose your brand because you're no longer in control over it and nobody's buying followers again that's all really lame well we're not we're not buying followers we're not buying likes it's a, it's super lame there's a whole lot of things that came out about it recently about like how it destroys your brand basically how you lose control over it and then you get penalized because instagram and facebook well instagram specifically will like flag your account and then right. all of those likes and followers get get deleted and then you go from right. having what ten thousand because you want the swipe up on instagram which right. i want but <laughs> i know i'm like just give it to us already like, give it to us if you have a business account and you're yeah. active like like it makes no sense why yeah i i think about that all the time because i have one client who has the swipe up option and mm -hmm. while I, when i'm on it i'm like god this is the easiest like why don't we have it? Like, yeah. why is it 10,000? I hate it. <laughs> it yeah, I'm like 10,000? Like, <laughs> I'm not even at 1,000 yet. But I've gotten to the point. I'm, I'm getting there, though. It's climbing. It's climbing. But no, I'm getting to the point that that I'm not... I, I look at how people react to my content, like you were saying, and I'm like, you know what, if people like this particular content, then I'm going to put more of it out there and I'm going to engage more. And as long as I'm engaging like that to me is what's more important, not like I got to hurry up and get to however many followers, which I think people do get fixated on, yeah. which is why they do buy the the likes and the followers, which I'm like, it's just and it makes it, I think it makes it really difficult that at that schemey part of social media, I think it makes it really difficult for the, the clients that I work with. We mm -hmm. do a lot of influencer marketing mm -hmm. and, it, and it's not like it's more micro influencers here in locally, yeah. but it's having to tell clients like, do not focus on the followers. Like I need for people to understand that because you're, you can have X amount of followers, but how many of them are local? How many of them are buying? How right. many of them do see your content? And so when I work with influencers, with clients, I really am very strategic to where even if you have a small following, a small following will do 10 times better if your audience is engaged with you right. versus getting an influencer who has, you know, 15,000, who maybe has a tiny percentage locally. So it's building the trust with the client as mm -hmm. social continues to evolve. Yeah. And that is like a day-to-day work-to-work aspect of, of what I do. Right. And, and I also see like a lot of your, like if you want to see the work that Christina's done, like go on her website. Uh, she will plug everything. I'll put everything in like the description. Um, but she has like legit 
like the girl does the work <laughs> and, <laughs> and I saw her when she was working on I believe it was like New Year's Eve you were working for a client <laughs> so, like, while while and that was like so fun because you know, well, I, and I love what I do. And I actually, right before we, we started recording, I was meeting with um, someone that I'm going to be working with in the future sense, because that's another thing. I am building a course to launch later in the year. But I was, I was talking to her about just the upside and downside about what I do. And mm -hmm. like the fun side is I enjoy managing and doing this for clients, but it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. I was trying to have fun, but at the same time I was working, but yeah. I was conscious of my fun and my work, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like separating those two, making sure that my client is positioned. That was the goal was the, my client was positioned as a hotspot on New Year's Eve and yeah. we succeeded it. Like, you know, like we did such a great job. And so that, that's the fun part of what I do is having fun while also being on the hustle and grind. Yeah. And it's almost like it's, it's. I think of when <laughs> on the hills when Heidi first season one of the hills when Heidi first goes to fit him with Lauren for like two seconds but yeah. she's talking about how like or was it was it that or when she went to Bolt House for an interview but she like wanted to be in the club immediately yeah like and it was like no you have to like work your way and then it's not that it's not that I'm not saying it's not fun but it's not yeah. like oh, I'm a party girl like a PR party girl like you have to actually work because you're working yeah. for that client to make sure that they are like you're saying like the number one hot spot hot spot especially right. I mean you're not in LA but it's it's still that kind of you're still in San Antonio where they have a lot of that entertainment and you want them to be a premier right um, the premier spot like and everybody's competing for that so right especially for new year's eve i think the the top goal that we accomplished in literally three days was we during you know christmas and new year's this one client that i have we sold out on their new year's eve package in mm -hmm. three days because of social mm -hmm. and so those are those milestones that i personally enjoy the most is like mm -hmm. I have something that I need to accomplish for a client let's put the strategy in place let's execute it and let's do it and it's to see the results it's to see those people that were there that night on New Year's Eve enjoying <laughs> everything that makes my job so fulfilling I feel yeah and I think too that when people say like they're it, it's very interesting I wish everyone that says that I want to go into social thinking it's not a big deal or it's not it's not about a lot of strategy if they followed you for like on your Instagram and just kind of the stuff that you've done. I'm like, oh, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I don't like, I, I love when people say that they want to get into social media or they mm -hmm. want to create social media, like they want to create their own business. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people need to understand that don't be the, don't be part of the trend, you know, like right. really, if you, and I, like, I think so many people can think that they can do social well because they do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, it's so different. Like mm -hmm. you really have to know the psychology behind yeah. why people do what they do on social. And you need to know strategy and you need to be a really great writer and a great storyteller. That's kind of my theme for this year for where I want to grow in social media is just being a better storyteller, being a better yeah. writer connecting with audiences. I have this big client that I signed on in 2018 that it's literally one of the biggest events in San Antonio. 
and it yeah. has a really huge audience and the audience is super tied to it. So I feel like everything that I put out has to connect with mm -hmm. that audience and it has to be true and authentic to the brand while also growing and being different yeah. uh, than any, anybody that they hired to do social media. So it's a good challenge, but I just really want people to know that like social media is work. Like yeah. it is work. You got to put in the work. You got to mm -hmm. like learn. You got to be the photographer, the graphic designer, the writer, the, you have to be everything at once. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and I think also, again, I think trying to balance all of that and then also trying to keep up with the changes that you don't have any control over. Or yeah. when, like, Instagram randomly messes with algorithms or, because, <laughs> again, like, when you're a smaller business, you feel that, like, sting. You're like, wait a minute, this type of post always got me 200 likes. Why yeah. do I only have 50? And it's, like, that, that sting, even if the percentage is the same with a larger company, it's like, well, that's a drastic drop, but at least we're still in the thousands if you're right. a company versus, like, how do we go from 200 to 50? Like, and I see that, like trying to explain that too. I know there was a couple of um, months in 2018 where Instagram and Facebook both like shut down or like not shut down, but like Instagram was just not working. And yeah. so I quickly emailed my clients and I was like, if you see a drop in your analytics on this day, I screenshot like that Instagram was not working. And so I sent it to them. That way they know like it is not yeah. me. We don't have control over it these are these platforms that unfortunately don't work at times. So when things like that happen, I just have to like inform the client, like, Hey, we don't have any control over this. Yeah. Or if a post does not do well, then maybe let's switch it up and like, you know, like let's kind of keep the thing going, but we can look at analytics and see why it didn't do well. Or maybe it's just like an off day that Instagram has or Facebook has. And, I think there's still that distrust right now with mm -hmm. social, especially like what happened with Facebook in 2018, or just like people feeling so scared about putting their stuff out there. Like we were mm -hmm. talking earlier about how back in the day we were told not never to talk to strangers and yeah. like now we do that on social. So I think it's figuring like be for people to feel okay that your brand has to be out there mm -hmm. or you have to be out there as a brand. Like, you have to stand for something like yeah. this world that we live in, this society, Ooh. everything has to stand for something. And so yeah. I think companies are like brands get really scared, especially smaller ones. They get really scared to like be out there on social because they know one thing can tarnish their brand, mm -hmm. you know, like can just really. And I think about that too all the time with mine. Like I think about the stuff that I tweet. I think about yeah. the stuff that I say, like it's so scary sometimes. Yeah. And I know for, I know for me, like, before, I'm not going to say the person's name, but before certain, a certain political takeover, um, I remember like that whole like political thing. It's just like, you just don't really talk about it on your, on your business or on your brand account. It's just, I mean, maybe like you donate, you know, to this cause or that cause, but it wasn't really something people talked about. And now it's like, no, you have to, it's almost like, and again, those bigger companies like Nike taking that risk with Colin yeah. Kaepernick, like they can afford to take it. And of course they sat there and calculated the risk. Right. And they knew, like, they're like, you know right. what, let's do this because you do have 
a lot of Nike's base are huge supporters of, of, of Kaepernick, Kaepernick, sorry. Yeah. And so they're like, we can take this risk and it'll be fine. Versus if we decided to oppose him, then you have that same group of people that are like, well, I'm not buying any more Air Jordans. Cause you have people, no matter their demographic, they're going to stand in line for some Air Jordans. It's always right. what they've done. It's part of, you know, they, yeah. their like particular culture. Um, so when they tweeted it and rolled out the Instagram and their video content, which I want to get to video in a second, um, and everything else, like, again, they knew that calculated risk, whereas the smaller businesses are like, we can't talk. I mean, yeah, we stand for this, but we can't talk about this because what about this audience? And yeah. the way that I've kind of looked at it now is if you don't want to listen to me or work with me because I'm against this terrible thing and I'm speaking out against it we don't need to talk anyway you yeah. know because I I feel like it's not a, it's it's not that I'm saying that I'm against human rights I'm actually saying I'm for human rights and if that's a problem then like then maybe we weren't we're not a good match I know? learned a very like powerful lesson last year and it was mostly of, I don't want to get involved, like just me personally and mm -hmm. as Social Butterfly Gal, I don't want to get involved with any groups or organizations or events if their core values or their thoughts and beliefs don't align with mine. Exactly. And it's okay if they don't and we're, I'm okay with that, you know, mm -hmm. but I think like moving forward in, as I'm growing my business, I feel everything really needs to align with yeah. where I'm at, what Social Butterfly Gal is doing, the people that I want to work with, the women that I want to serve, like mm -hmm. all those things. And that yeah. was like super powerful to, to learn. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's one of those things too. There's a project a friend of my, of a friend of mine and I are, are working on this year and it's like, okay, we also need to put in these guidelines that like, if you're using this product or using this service, you cannot use it for these particular things. And it's one of those things that like, you know, like hate speech or anything else. And it's one of those things that I didn't think that I needed to put. It was like, cause I don't do that. So I just assume people, other people don't. And then you realize people do. And, and, and it's not something that I'm worried about. Oh, but then we're missing out on this audience. That's fine. They're not my audience anyway. Yep. You know, yeah. we're not, reaching to those people and I feel like also as minority women like for both of us like I, I think this is kind of where I kind of get tripped up that we just assume <laughs> that like we don't need to say like hey we're against this because like why would our community be for that and then you yeah. realize like oh okay <laughs> yeah for sure Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, let me specify. <laughs> not for that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't create this product for you to do that. Like, I don't want to control what you do with it, right? But it's like, this has my name on it. And, and I think too, like with social, it the, the, the people that I've worked with too, they've had to get comfortable with being out there or mm -hmm. like being comfortable with, maybe this is how you need to position your brand versus mm -hmm. the way you've always been doing it. And mm -hmm. some people who have this closed minded, we've been doing it this way. We're not doing it a different way. It's right. so difficult to like peel that onion back and be like, no, your audience really likes when you're on stories or you're saying mm -hmm. things or like 
like they connect that's how you form connection and so i think like understanding or like giving people that trust with social Mm -hmm. is a huge like deal it is huge yeah and that was reading an article about how especially the generation that's coming up now that's becoming the majority um of the buying power like they like that connection in stories and they like when you say a particular thing or you position your brand a particular way um and and it's harder when the company has existed before they were born (laughs) you're like okay but we have to change this way like i understand but also you gotta like ease up a little (laughs) one one example was a client of mine had never used live video ever oh man like since live video came out Mm -hmm. they were too scared to do it because they don't like the fact that it's live yeah and the fact that you don't have that power to edit you know like it is live and so i've been able to get them to feel comfortable about live and one of we were doing a campaign in october and i told them i was like we need to go live like, I'm sorry, I know you feel this way, but if you want more eyeballs on your brand, mm-hmm. at this time, you need to do what is trendy and what is going to really work. And mm-hmm. they took a gamble and we went live and that live video reached like 15,000 people in a 24 hour period. Yeah. And so I was like, see, it is okay. <laughs> it is fine. Like, you know, and now they feel comfortable to where when the actual event happens, then it's like, okay, we can go live. As mm-hmm. long as like, you know, we're monitoring comments. I think that's what always like scares people too, yeah. is like you don't have control over what internet trolls will say or like mm-hmm. what people will say, but you know, you just got to monitor it as best as possible and just get them to understand that like, there are new ways to connect with people. And it, if your audience is online, you got to do it. You yeah. just got to do it. Yeah. And speaking of, speaking of comments, I was reading something from another social, uh, something that came across on my feed. And she was saying that like, you know, people like to joke about like, oh, the person is an intern, <sighs> did this social media, whatever, but they don't realize like how psychologically when you're dealing with a brand social media, like you have to, um, you're you're reading these comments, and they're oh and my god, people are terrible. <laughs> I have a, I have a, a story about this that I would love yes. to share. It's a quick story. You're fine. Um, I actually was in that position so like not so long ago with a client of mine. We decided to take a different stance on a campaign, mm-hmm. and we decided to archive all of their. Uh, social media photos. The campaign was going to launch. We did the countdown, the campaign launch. And once the campaign launched, we were going to re-archive all the photos back up. It was a strategic move that everybody in the room agreed to. Mm-hmm. Well, there, I guess like when it launched, some people who saw um, like that there was the photos, like there were no photos, some people saw it and quickly, because they knew that I do the social media, mm-hmm. they blasted, not saying my name, but they blasted me on Twitter and Instagram. Oh my God. And reading those comments, I, I had to remove myself, you know, like mm-hmm. I had to remove myself from the way I was feeling personally from this person who was pretty much attacking me and my strategy because 
of a, of a situation that happened and also responding as the client, you know, responding yeah. as the brand, how a brand would respond. And that caught me for a little bit. Like that's where I recognize my weakness and what yeah. I need to work on moving forward and how I need to respond as a brand and not as Christina or yeah. not as Social Butterfly Gal. And so ever since I took that as a lesson to get better at customer service, oh, and yeah. I need to just take the time to learn about what I need to, what I need to say and, mm -hmm. and also not let it get to me personally because yeah. the person who started like literally put it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on her personal, I had to remove myself from that. And it was so hard because there yeah. were certain people commenting that knew me that I know personally and they know me personally, that I felt like it was an attack on the way I do social media and, right. and what, and they don't know the behind the scenes part was we were in a room with like everybody on this marketing team and it was a strategic move, you know? So right. like that was a huge lesson as someone who is now doing social media for this huge client. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn that so hard. I feel like, I feel like anyone that manages brands, social media accounts needs to be able to have at least 10 free counseling sessions just yeah. so they can vent and like, so they can go, okay, like I need to learn how to do X, Y, and Z, or I felt this way. And like, you know, it, it's everything from attacking like the branding, you know, the campaign itself. And then yeah. you see it kind of escalate. And my God, people who manage brands maybe for like, like for, for celebrities or for politicians or for oh, you know, nonprofits yeah. or whatever. And I'm just like, like, because my whole thing is like, if you don't like it, ignore it. Yeah. Just, you can do, you literally have the, you can do anything else you do not have to you don't have to say anything and yet you chose to and I think too like it it really like being in situations like that there's just so many trolls or like mm -hmm. people who want to see another person like fall or yeah. you know, and so it's it's and it's learning too for me not to react and not to put that on my social media so like if I see something I cannot tweet about it because mm -hmm. everything gets screenshot you know and so it's like <laughs> learning learning how to respond appropriately and and having to deal with how do you respond to negativity and mm -hmm. now that I, and I think that's like a price that you pay when you manage accounts is like you again you have to be the photographer the gra the graphic designer the brand person the people the person who manages it and the customer service because yeah. now you know back then customer service was someone calling and staying on a line and talking to someone whereas now customer service is i'm gonna blast your brand online for all right. this and right. how you respond makes a huge huge difference. I was about to say it's it's so much now the brands that fall it's not it's not because somebody doesn't like a product there's not everybody's gonna like something right yeah. but it's how that company responds and it's everything from a negative response back now there are some that can do the clap back and you're like yes that works. <laughs> but some you know can't afford that but then there are those that I think there's also like the negative and then there's also those that use that generic response and mm -hmm. I usually see it with finance companies mm -hmm. um and they're like we're so sorry for your blah 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 and it's you can tell it's a copy and paste yeah and that also gets them so it's like yeah. it's like yes I get that you have this script because you want to make sure that you're you know nobody's 
especially with finance, but like you want to make sure people aren't going off kilter or putting their own feelings behind it. But then how do you make it authentic to the the problem. I was actually like studying Target and like looking at the way they like respond to, you know, and I feel they do a really great job not doing like copy and paste. They have different people responding. So it's Mm -hmm. not like one person and you can see like who their names are. And like, I just really took note of how they respond to their customer feedback and how I can learn from that and just be a better, again, be a better marketer, be mm-hmm. a better person who manages and, 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 and says the right things so that it's not public. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a really good light, you know, positioning, yeah. cause everybody's going to have some negative thing to say about something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, how do you position it in a really positive spin on it? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's one of the things that I kind of wish if I went back to school as a as a art-ish major that like we took like those I wish that business was one of those things that we had to take and we had to take entrepreneurship classes or marketing classes or things dealing with customer service because you don't realize how much you have to learn about it until you're like until you're just in it and and whether it's an unhappy client or somebody responding not so positively about a campaign or a combination of both it's 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 like, okay, how do we, how, like, just how do you deal with it? Because you have to learn on the fly and you're like, oh, oh crap. Oh, yeah. oh dang. Um, and then real quick, and then we're going to, I'm going to let you do some plugs. We'll do a 10 question shoot off. Um, uh-huh. I can't believe we've been talking for like an hour. This is crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but I do want to talk to you about video and, uh-huh. and how that is coming into play on social. I know 2018 has been a big thing with video. Um, mm-hmm. And I know some people are scared of video because they're like, I'm not a videographer. I don't, I don't know how to, how to do this. But there are now so many apps, I feel like, that are for the average, you know, like the average camera user. Also, yeah. would love to like get in a little bit about your opinion on IGTV or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your opinion on that because I have mixed feelings but I'm not an expert so so one I think video will continue to rise Mm -hmm. I think people want to they feel connected when someone is and and I think video not so much the edited polished video those are great I, I I think that's fantastic but I think when, and I think about Will Smith, because Will Smith does a phenomenal yes. job. Like, if you want to know how to do video, go to Will Smith's Instagram, watch his stories, watch his stuff. Like, I think that now moving forward and where social is going to be, I think people want to see a brand and connect with them video-wise. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to a podcast, the Buffer Podcast, the Science yes. of Social Media. So great. And they were talking about how in 2019, the trend is going to be obviously video, but more of the raw video. So mm-hmm. more of, while yes, we want scheduled social media, but it's going to be that type of social media where that person at a random time is going to go and post a story or they're going to go live or, mm-hmm. you know, you see the, the power of video. And I think that it really is going to, I think brands need to get comfortable 
whether mm -hmm. you want to be on camera or not, you don't have to be on camera. Like you can film something that's not you, you know, right. like if you are in a restaurant, you can film your employees. If you work for, you know, this other company that has like your audience, like you can get testimonials, like any type of video will work. Right. But I think more of your audience is going to want to see you and want to um, know who's behind. Like, I can't stand when I don't know the person behind the brand. Like I've seen so many Instagram accounts where they, they don't even have their name on mm. their about me. Like I went to, I, I met this girl who for the life of me, I, I could not remember her name. <laughs> introduced me to her. She follows me on social media. We were going to have coffee together. And I was like, Oh my God. And I knew we were friends on, on Facebook, but because I couldn't remember her name, right. I couldn't find her on Facebook. I just knew her from her Instagram name. So I said, great, let me go to her website. I'm pretty sure I can find her name there. No, she had no name at all on her website. And so as a nice person in a nice way, I just said like, don't forget, you know, like it's great that you're building this brand off of your business name, but it's really important that you yourself have your name somewhere somewhere on your Instagram, somewhere yeah. on your, somewhere on your website, because how are people going to know, you know? Right. Um, so I think that's just really important. But again, like video, I feel that, um, video will continue to rise, but it doesn't need to be so polished. I feel right. like people are so scared of video because they feel like they need to have the best editing software. They need to have the best camera. Mm -hmm. Like they, it, that's not the case. Like my husband is not anywhere in the entrepreneur world or creative <laughs> sector but he, when we go on trips he is shooting from his iphone he's yeah. using apps to create video like he is a marketer essentially mm -hmm. and i feel like if he can do it businesses can do it you right. know like, so i i just feel like people need to just be comfortable with like mm -hmm. that and like i use inshot i just downloaded like a couple Ooh. of apps okay um i use like you know, I, I shoot from my phone. I have a DSLR camera, but I shoot video on my phone mm -hmm. um, because it's very easy and simple. And um, I edit on the InShot or iMovie. I mean, it, again, it doesn't have to be complicated. You yeah. know, and it, it doesn't, you, you can just do a quick 15 minute, I mean, 15 second story on Instagram. Yeah. Say hi to your followers, give them an update about what you're doing and people will eat that up. Like people love it, you know? Yeah. And it's, um, I know like on iPhone, when I was doing YouTube videos for a little bit, this is, huh, I'd rather do podcasts. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> At least I gave it a try, right? No, yeah. but I, I didn't, I don't have a fancy camera. I have a really good friend who let me borrow his, but I'm like, I wouldn't know how to set this up with the tripod to, and like edit. That's his thing. And I, mm -hmm. I just know, not if I'm not invested enough in it, but like my iPhone, I got a, you can get a tripod, um, from Amazon for like 15 bucks or hit up five below. Shameless yeah. plug. They're not sponsoring this, my podcast yet, but we can talk <laughs> about that later. Um, go to five below, get you a $5 tripod, like hold, you know, so you can hold it and record it and, yeah. and you can set the settings where you, depending on the iPhone you have, um, you can set the settings on your video. So it's 4k yeah. quality. Yeah. Like that's you were what saying. I have on my phone. Yeah. And like, you could, like you were talking about different apps and stuff that you can use to edit. They have iMovie on the phone now. So you don't even have to try to edit on your phone. Like yeah. it's so yeah. accessible. And I don't know about Android 
sorry. Yeah, me um, <laughs> the, I had like a Samsung Galaxy like three. <laughs> that was the last. <laughs> well, and I even even like like I have a a mini ring light, you know, that mm-hmm. I that I purchase that I have, and and it helps a lot when I'm creating video. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't you don't have to have the fancy smashy unless you're a professional videographer mm-hmm. doing professional you know, videos, but if you're just a, a business wanting to get yourself out there online, like anybody can do it. It yeah. is so easy to do. You just have to have the guts and the mm-hmm. confidence to like, just put yourself out there and do it. Yeah. And, and it, it does take it. Like I, trust me, I could, I was just like, I remember when I was doing the YouTube videos and I was trying to film them all in one day. So, oh my God. so I had to like pick out four different outfits and like, I changed my lipstick and I was just like, you know what? I, I don't want to do that. I just, I authentically just do not want to do YouTube videos. I feel yeah. more comfortable. I feel like this kind of setting is more comfortable, but all that to say is, you know, like you were saying, unless you're really trying to invest in doing video and like, that's your big thing, or you're a videographer or whatever the case is, you're right. Like yeah. you don't need anything crazy. You just need patience and and a couple of apps and just kind of learn how to work the video settings on your phone and google drive to back everything up because i'm you know huge on backing your stuff up and then you're you're good you're fine um and and you'll be you'll be good so um i I do yes (laughs) i'll share my oh man oh my goodness um i think it was like so buzzy like, it was like a buzzword. It was like, oh my God, Instagram found the new thing. This is amazing. It's going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I put my videos on IGTV, but then I also put them on my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I actually have it on my website. But as a person, I rather look at your stories than your IGTV. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't go to IGTV at all. I think what I do um, for my clients, at least, is if we have a live or if we have something that was really profound that we want to um, save it and archive it so that it's accessible, we put it on IGTV, but everything else, or like we highlight it on, on stories, but mm-hmm. everything else, like I, I, I felt like it was, um, I felt like it was just like, oh my God, this is so trendy. And then it quickly like dissolves. Kind of um, like Vero did. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Dead. Wow. I completely forgot about that. That was like all the rage. That was like two days. Two days. I remember everyone was like, it's going to change social media. By Facebook and Instagram. I'm like, really? Really? I mean, I just, even sometimes with stories too, like I'm so busy creating content for mm-hmm. my clients that sometimes I don't have time to get through everyone's story. Like I love people to death, but I was getting really annoyed with everyone posting all of their, um, their year review on stories because it was like literally a whole story. And I was like, yo, I don't have time right now. Like I just need to go through the next story. I had this one follower that I follow who like she did for each month, 12 months in a freaking year. And she was like literally giving 10 moments for each month. I was like, 
no one's gonna have time to go through each moment you know oh my like, god it was like so, 365 i'm like is yeah. it the limit and i was thinking like the way i did it with with my end of the year review was i created graphics and i did it by quarter because yeah. I was like, no one's going to want to go through my stories. So right. I just did four, you know, four graphics of like three photos in each, you yeah. know, like these were my quarter stuff. And I went by each month, you know? And so I, I really feel that like, it is getting a little saturated because now we, we were marketing to people, you need to be on stories, but now people are on stories and it's getting a little too saturated. Mm -hmm. So it's like the best, the, and I think about the algorithm too, like how does the algorithm put these people's stories? Because there's tons of people who I never see. I yeah. never see their stories because it does not pop up, you know, yeah. like it's all the way in the back. So I have to think about that too when I manage uh, social media. Like I have to think about like, where are my clients' stories following? Follow, fall, like where do they follow or where do they fall under mm -hmm. um, when people are watching? Like how does that algorithm work to where they are getting seen? And that yeah. it's not just like, oh, tap forward, I don't, or exit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, again, I rather watch video via a story format than going to an IGTV. I, people do not have the attention span to watch like even a five minute video. Yeah. You know, like I, I think about that all the time. And I think also, well, here's two things that kind of bothered me with IGTV. I had to download another app. It's right. like downloading the Messenger app on Facebook instead of yeah. me just staying in Facebook. Like, yeah. why do I need to download all of these different apps for Facebook when I can just be in Facebook? Like, I, ugh. So with, yeah. <laughs> with Instagram and the IGTV, it was the same frustration. For me as a user, I don't want to download another app just to yeah. look at something on Instagram. And it pops up in store. I mean, it pops up in the explore tab. Right. You still have to, I just don't like it. And I don't, I don't want it. And then you can't mute. Okay. This isn't about like celebrity dissing or anything, but if you watch Teen Mom, Farah's daughter uh -huh. has an IGTV channel. That's insane. So I'm in, and she's five. There is nothing, or six or seven, there's nothing that I want to see from a six or seven year old. Mm -hmm. So if I hop into, if I go into the explore tab, I just, I automatically want to just not see it ever again. And right. I don't have that option. It just hides that particular video and it's annoying right. because I don't want to see it. <laughs> I, think, I think so. Like, and I think about that too, like the people who are really using IGTV, like what what is the the difference between me going to your stories like you know like I have to yeah. think strategically or like am I gonna see this the same video on three like am I gonna see this in your feed am I gonna see this like like I think like what or like on YouTube like I still mm -hmm. the way and I think like that's too the psychology of people you know like what how do they spend their time online like mm -hmm. when I'm on YouTube I am mostly at times going down that YouTube rabbit hole or yeah. that YouTube train or I'm actually like looking up how to do my makeup better or mm -hmm. do my hair better, or I'm staying up late watching Ellen, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like how do people use, like, how do they use, right. like, really? So am I going to want to see you post a 10 minute video where I can just go to YouTube and see a two minute video mm -hmm. you know? or I could go to your stories and just see it. So I think it's just interesting. I think yeah. it's still I haven't caught on. It's been already, what, half a year, right? As long as yeah. 2018. 
Um, and I, I think out of that half, like I post stuff to my IGTV, but it doesn't really like matter. It doesn't do it. You know, yeah. it doesn't, it's just like, Oh, I have a cool video that I created. I want to save. Yeah. save it. That's what I think. And I hate that it's only vertical format. Because really? I think I, I do, like it. I like okay. So I think I wish there was kind of a way that you know how like Instagram's feed adjusted to where it doesn't have to be the square, yeah. which I'm still kind of because once I got onto Instagram, I was like, it's the square, and now it's like, but it, it, I can see where it makes sense to not have it square. But I try to keep it square if I need to. You know, I don't like that like you have to go to another app because most people shoot horizontally. Yeah. So I think, I think trying to shoot vertically is kind of like, okay, I got to shift my thinking. And when I shoot for IGTV versus when I shoot for YouTube and I don't know if people know how to, I don't think you can just put the video on maybe you can now, but like, I was thinking of like people putting it where it still fits in the vertical. Mm -hmm. It just has that random space. So I don't, yeah. so I, I think that was kind of also the thing and it doesn't really crop right. And, yeah. and then I think also too, when I think of watching video, like you mentioned, like I think if I want to watch a video on whatever, I go on to YouTube. Like, yeah. you were saying. Um, like I went down the rabbit hole of Schoolhouse Rock and then it went, <laughs> <laughs> it well, went from like the figure it went to the the eight timetable down to like <laughs> function junction and law oh. like adverbs <laughs> like, it was, Dead. but like Dead. I don't I don't go into IGTV for that you know like that's a YouTube thing and yeah. um you made a really good point like it's about what is what is your audience doing with whatever type of content like are they we've gotten so conditioned to YouTube yeah to, you know, here's my 10 favorite blah, 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 that it, it doesn't really. And that's how, like, really, I mean, my husband plans our trips via YouTube mm -hmm. or we do a little bit of Instagram. Like he'll go on Insta, he'll do Yelp, but mm -hmm. like the bulk, like our San Francisco trip and our Seattle trip that we took in 2018, he, for San Francisco, he watched, um, there's a influencer who does like how to survive or he does like uh, how to survive in this city with 20 bucks oh wow and he will literally show you like he'll have a 20 dollar bill and he has like three days and he has to have like 20 like he has to use all of that mm -hmm. and so like there was another we used another influencer's youtube video to look at seattle and so i know he didn't go to instagram video like he didn't go to igtv right. you um so i think it's like we're still in that YouTube mindset. Like right. I still love YouTube. Yeah. And that's, and YouTube's not dying and YouTube, by the way, tried to have stories or has stories. And I'm like, just yeah. leave that for Instagram, yeah. <laughs> like, like, which, is, which is so funny. Cause that used to be a Snapchat thing. Yeah. And then <laughs> I never used hey, Snapchat. I was always like, I always felt I was too old for Snapchat. Mm -hmm. it's not true I'm not like I'm not like 55 years old right like I'm still considered a millennial but like <laughs> I'm just like I'm too old for snapchat I'll just stick to instagram <laughs> that's so funny but yeah now like instagram they had their stories and I was like are you trying to be snapchat and I'm like well I think I like for me it, it kind of worked out because again I don't have any of my accounts on private 
Yeah. Except for Snapchat. Like <laughs> Snapchat is the the platform where I only have, well, I mean, my face, my personal Facebook is private. Like there are right. levels of privacy that I have, mm-hmm. but um, like for my business, like Instagram is all business. So it's all open. It's public. But like Snapchat, I feel I can be a little bit more like I can show more pictures of my cat than I can on like Instagram or like, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. we're making Maddie dance, like who's my cat? <laughs> If we're making my cat dance, like I can reserve that for Snap instead of my public business Instagram. I don't think anybody wants to see my cat dance. I mean, I would. <laughs> they might. I don't think they might. That's like great content right there. <laughs> it's like really good video content. <laughs> All right. I think that leaving the like cool stuff about cats dancing, you need to show it on Instagram. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Instagram story. <laughs> maybe I'll do one of Maddie. Her birthday's coming up. So she turns 14. So maybe we'll oh, make wow. a dance. Yeah. Yes. Happy 14th birthday, Maddie. This is the cat dancing that they survived another year. We'll make her dance. <laughs> All right. You're going to be my first person to do this 10 question shoot off. Okay. Um, it makes no sense, but it's also not offensive. <laughs> I love that. Cool. 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 So this is. This is, don't think about it. Just okay. answer the question. And, okay. Oh, God. Okay. Judge, and judge me later. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay. All right. Good. All right. No. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> question one. If animals could talk, which animal would be the rudest? Oh, my God. A hyena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom was watching The Lion King the other night. And I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite thing in your fridge right now? Mm. Wine. <laughs> I love wine culture. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what is the dumbest way you've been injured? I cut my hand from a potato peeler. Oh man! I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to cook. <laughs> I was being, I was being like, like I was being like bold and spontaneous, and was like, I'm gonna make this chicken dinner and peel potatoes and <laughs> like make this for myself. And I literally like script cut my finger. Like I just cut it. It was <sighs> the worst cut ever. And, or like that also, I banged my head on like, like literally five seconds before we got on this. I was like trying to plug in my, and I hit my head on this rail. Oh my God. So <laughs> I'm a very I, clumsy person. I hit my head on my car door, like on my, on like the top part of my car. Uh-huh. Frequently, uh-huh. which I think actually explains everything. <laughs> yeah. Like don't get me to cook. I also burn myself. Um, from like trying to take pizza out of the oven. Like I just told my husband's the cook, which is amazing. That's so good. I'm just like, Pete, you do it. Cause I always get injured every time I try to attempt to cook. <laughs> so, so blue apron or hello fresh when you're yes, got for it. Sure, for Perfect. sure. <laughs> or Whataburger. That's like my go-to oh, thing oh my is God. Whataburger. Like I'm going to, if I don't want to cook, I'm like, let's go to Whataburger. <laughs> like when Beto was running and like the times he was in Dallas, I was like, I'm going. Cause I live a couple I live about five minutes from two Whataburgers and oh. I've never seen them at either and I'm like how were you here and I've never seen you sir right? like I would, I would go directly after or directly before 
like his event and I'm like how did I never see you but, <laughs> um what's the worst commercial you've you've seen recently and why oh god I don't to be honest I don't really watch a lot of tv so we cut our cable we cut our cable we have sling but like we do a lot of Netflix and like I watch things on YouTube and I have YouTube read so I don't have to see the ads. Like Dang. I'm that type of person who will pay extra. <laughs> like nothing is being promoted at me. Like, I do this for a living. I <laughs> so in terms of commercials, I did see though on Facebook, the old like Orbit commercials. Do you remember the Orbit gum where they um. would be like, who has a clean mouth? They're like, oh, oh yeah. It. That was like a dumb like commercial. But again, I don't really want like I used to be such a TV fanatic, but mm -hmm. then I just like stopped really watching, and I just watch a lot of like Netflix and things that I pay for. <laughs> Did you hear that Netflix, by the way, is thinking about adding commercials? And I'm like, God, I hope I was not. Like, but this is why we Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> this is like, exactly. We were trying to get away from what are and you that was saying? that was kind of like why I got a YouTube Red account because like I was always watching things and like in the middle like now they're getting smart where instead of having the ads at the beginning they like pause your like in the middle of your video yeah so I said you know what I'll pay fourteen bucks a month I don't care if I don't have to see an ad on YouTube I will pay fourteen bucks a month and I love it and sometimes I forget because Pete doesn't have a YouTube Red account so mm -hmm. um, when we're watching YouTube on his phone it will go to an ad and I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. I'm this on my YouTube. What are like, you peasants like, doing with this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> um, speaking of cults, what kind of cult would you like to start? Oh my God. A cat. <laughs> A cat cult. <laughs> I would join. Dude, seriously. Like, like, I just want, like, my, my dream in life is to have be this people that have cat sanctuaries <laughs> just bring all the cats um I would definitely want to have like a cat my my cat would be like Sasha Fierce or something yes. <laughs> like I would want that <laughs> done I would like I would join knowing like they'd be like you know this is a cult right absolutely 100 yeah. percent yeah that's why I'm in it <laughs> yeah all the cats <laughs> basically mm -hmm. um what's a body part that you don't mind losing oh god <laughs> how do i not think about that one um <laughs> i don't know i don't know that's a hard one. Oh my god i know god. i was trying I mean, to think i don't i don't know <laughs> I wouldn't choose my ears. Like I wouldn't, cause I, I need all this. I need my hands to type, you yeah. know? That's a hard one. You skunked me on that one. <laughs> yes. uh, would you rather have an unlimited international first class flight or never have to pay for food at restaurants? Never have to pay for food at restaurants. True. Cause, cause... I, I spend so much money going out to eat on food I never finish. Mm -hmm. um, and I end up getting kids meals anyway because it's cheaper and it's like I, I'm I eat like a toddler like I I'm like <laughs> almost 28 and I still get kids meals but I spent like when I go through my expenses a lot I'm like damn I spend a lot of money on food I don't finish yeah oh that's true and then if you so, yeah. yeah then you're like dang it I shouldn't have like wasted yeah. money and yeah, yeah I so get it's it like, yeah it's so, horrible. <laughs> so food for sure food. 
Um, if your five-year-old self suddenly found themselves inhabiting your current body, what would your five-year-old self do first? God. Dance. <laughs> I think. I love dancing. Dancing is fun. Dancing is great. Which, by the way, if you go on is it on your instagram store is it on your no, instagram it's on my facebook. oh okay well both i won't both of them okay i was gonna say but they're public they're public okay so mm -hmm. if you i'm not gonna give away your your personal facebook but if you no, find christina on facebook you have to see the video of her and her husband pete dancing at their wedding it's so freaking cute i don't cry often but i was like oh my god like you know, we learned that we learned that in six weeks off of YouTube. That's awesome. Yeah, like we just what we did was um, we found a choreographed dance. Our song was "Mirrors" by Justin Timberlake. We found a choreographed dance, and it was like an actual like YouTube video of like these amazing like I think they were Asian choreographed like they were just like an Asian dance team or like um, Filipino or something. I don't know what they were, but they were freaking on fire and we studied it and we just like we would practice every day leading up from like at the end of October leading up to our wedding in December and we were on the last day right before we got married we were like okay well this is you know if it goes well it goes well and it went well <laughs> no it went well it, it really went, well it went very well because I was like oh my god this is so cute <laughs> and that's like I had to watch it like in pieces because I kept crying <laughs> Oh my God. That's so sweet. It was, and, and like, there's like, I still remember bits and pieces of the dance, but mm -hmm. like on that time frame, I was like, I hope we don't mess up. <laughs> we're performing this in front of like 400 people. And it's going to be videoed. <laughs> yeah, and it's videoed and it will be shared online <laughs> for sure. Um, what's the last song you sang to your life to? I'm going to assume it's something Justin Timberlake, was, Britney Spears, or Instagram. It, it was Justin Timberlake. Uh, it was Justin Timberlake, Can't Stop the Feeling, this morning. Oh, that, he's back on tour. He's back yes. on tour today, and he's coming to, I think he's going to Dallas, too. I know he's coming to San Antonio. Yeah. Tickets, obviously. I think, yeah. I think he's um, coming to Dallas. But it was Can't Stop the Feeling. I don't know. There's something about that song that just puts me in such a great mood every, oh, yeah. every time I hear it. Like, it's just, it's just that one of those songs where I don't get tired of listening to it. And mm -hmm. every time I hear it, I get really happy. Yeah. And so I'm like, if there's, if I need like a pump, you know, like a, a pep in my step on a Friday, I'm like, let's go. Can't Stop the Feeling. And yes. It yes. was just related. <laughs> I knew it. Give me uh, one second. Let me plug my laptop. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Good, I need to find one more question. <laughs> okay. I'm back. Okay. Would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear above your head for everyone to see or have, abs or have absolutely everything you do live streamed for everyone to see? Oh, probably the thinking. <laughs> okay. Probably the thinking. I mean, I'm really boring though. Like if, if I would, I don't, if I live streamed my life, it would just be me talking to the cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people have really weird obsessions nowadays, like of what they like to see. Like yeah. there's like Dr. Pimple Popper has her own show, yeah. which I appreciate what she does as a doctor. That's I don't like, want to see. Yeah. I'm like, 
Pete really likes to watch those videos too. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Or like people like to watch other people eating. We just discovered an Instagram account that literally like, have you seen it where they put the microphone and they're like chewing? It's like, it's like the sound Pete, like really went down like he was watching all those things and I was like this is weird that this is, is, gross. That is is our world that troubled today I, I think it is unfortunately that we're doing the bird box challenge and <laughs> watching and listening to people eat people eat yeah so gross. and people say my true crime obsession is weird whatever it's not it's just studying <laughs> history so there <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right I think that was 10 questions I was trying to count on my fingers underneath my desk oh, I but I don't know um so to wrap up plug anything and everything okay about so, you <laughs> okay so let's start with social butterfly gal though because I have a second business which yes. I didn't even get like I didn't touch on but oh my um, God. So the first thing for Social Butterfly Gal is if you are an established brand, established business, a corporate client who is needing um, social media, somebody to, it's, it's, it's definitely more cost effective to hire, to contract out versus hiring a full-time employee. If you are looking for someone that's a social media expert who knows digital trends, contact Social Butterfly Gal. I do primarily work in San Antonio, but I have had clients outside of San Antonio. So if you're in Texas, if you're listening to this and um, your brand is needing social media management or consulting, you can um, go to the socialbutterflygal.net and learn a little bit about what I do and how I can help your brand. And then for the Swarm Society, you don't necessarily have to be in San Antonio to do this because now I'm live streaming the workshops. Um, but if you are a female entrepreneur or someone who's in the digital space who wants to learn more about social media, um, I have the Swarm Society, which is my membership community. Every second Monday of the month, we have um, two-hour workshops focused on a specific social media topic and a business-related topic. So we switch out every other month. Right now, I'm running a special for $25 a month, and um, you get access to a private Facebook group that I have. And then, of course, if you're in San Antonio, you get to come to the workshops. But if you're not in San Antonio, you can watch them live on Facebook. So inside the Facebook group, um, for each workshop, I go live. And you have unlimited access to rewatch the, the workshops. Um, and then you just have access to all the amazing women that are a part of this. And then if you are looking for a speaker for a conference or if you need somebody to be on a panel, I do offer speaking opportunities. I also offer workshops for marketing teams. So if your marketing team is having a company retreat or if you are just wanting a workshop for your team to better your Instagram or influencer marketing, you can hire me as well to come and uh, speak to your group or to be on, um, my goal is to get more speaking engagements in 2019. I, I definitely wanted more transition more into that. Um, so again, I do social media marketing. I have the, the Swarm Society and then I have speaking opportunities. And in Q3, I will be launching my first social media course. And I'm really excited about this. It's been something that so many people have told me to do. 
and I had avoided it for the longest time, but I feel like right now is the really, it's a really good time for me to do it, especially with all the endeavors, everything that I'm working on. And so I'm uh, getting ready to start working on it and it's going to be launching in Q3, what I'm thinking of, what I have planned. Yes. So that's Social Butterfly Gal. Now I have a second brand, second business called Hustle and Socialize. It is a three-day conference for women entrepreneurs or anyone who is wanting to start a business. And we expanded into a three-day. This is our second year that we're doing it. We're expanding it into a three-day. And it is June 20th through the 22nd of 2019 here in San Antonio. Tickets are going on sale January 21st. Our early bird ticket is $150 for all three days, which includes breakfast and lunch and some alcohol for our um, events because we are having um, it, we're having the conference, but we're also having two um, cocktail networking events, part of it. Um, so tickets go on sale Monday, January 21st. Early bird is only offered for 10 days. And that's 150 and then after January 31st, the price jumps to $200. And we have an incredible lineup of speakers. It's gonna be amazing. Our conference grew. We sold out last year, was our, or 2018 was our first year, and we sold out within two months. Like we launched that baby in April. The conference was in June and we sold out. So we're expected to sell out again. We really can feel it. Um, but yeah, that, that conference is um, for anybody who's, entrepreneurial or the female business owner and I'm really really excited and proud for it yay yeah. well thank you for being my first guest I, I feel like I've been I've wanted to do this like thing and I'm like okay I wanted to interview for the blog and then I was like uh am I I'm not really reading blogs like that anymore so I wanted yeah, <laughs> me either like I'm still blogging like I still blog because people still want to like read you know yeah. like I, I think people ultimately but now my blogs are so short like mm -hmm. they're not long blogs I only do maybe about like yeah. one or two a month versus I used to create like 14 blogs a month I don't know yeah. how I used to do that you know um, <laughs> like it's insane but I'm the same way like I used to have a feature called boss gal mm -hmm. and I got rid of it just because it was just so it was it was a lot you know yeah. and I think also I like I I want to show more or at least so this is recorded for anyone that might be maybe hard of hearing or or would rather I'm trying to be as inclusive as possible um, sure. with this so um but also this is podcast because I become I feel like podcasts are like the new AM radio talk radio yeah <laughs> for, for sure us. I agree um but no I wanted like I think your personality is so much better like being seen or being heard than like just being word, like, yeah like on words and stuff and, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't want to be like hey can you like type out this thing but then I might have to edit this and uh, no. yeah, so I'm so happy we finally got a chance to do yeah. this um, I feel like we'll have like something else to talk about because I feel like there's just other than social media changing um there's also just like business stuff that I'm like you know that I've I've yeah. always have admired and like the there's just so much <laughs> so this this will not be the first time but sure. 
Thank you so much. It's like all of us, I think we've been at this for an hour and a half. I know. (laughs) Anyone who kept to the end of this, you guys are rock stars. Um, (laughs) And there's still like the five minute bit that I recorded before Uh, you got. Oh my God, I love that. And I still need to like do the wrap up part, which I will hold you on for. So yay Yay, (laughs) but it's super informative but thank you so so much i really appreciate it yes and don't forget everybody to follow me uh on instagram at the social butterfly gal yes where you can find her you can pay her so she's like she's everywhere and again that'll that'll be in the description so you can't say oh i heard it but i forgot to Uh uh-uh no nope it'll be there (laughs) sorry I will talk to you later. I can't disconnect. What's wrong with me?